Hey, so this is Lee Glenn. Thank you so much for joining me today. Jesus is talking to us about his return. He's calling us to be ready to be his bride without spot or wrinkle. Can you imagine that? Being without spot or wrinkle, without blemish. He's just talking about being recreated in his likeness, coming in agreement with him, caring about what he cares about, being in a real live relationship with him. So being engaged with him, knowing what he's thinking, what his opinion is, what he's going through, and be a part of that. Just as you want him to be concerned and caring about your life, that's what he wants. And he's been talking to us about doing his work. Remember when he left, he said to his disciples, he said, you're going to do what I was doing and even greater things. And they actually went off and continued to do what Jesus was doing. Jesus has something for all of us to do. We talked about Adam, how he was to name the animals. We talked in Matthew 25, where he talked about giving out talents. And there was one person who buried their talent, and they were thrown off into the outer darkness, where there is weeping and grinding of teeth. And we're going to talk about that same subject today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you're telling us things to come, that it's not your will that one, not even one, should perish. And so you're telling us, you're warning us ahead of time, the places in our lives where we are not ready for you. We want to be ready. We want to stand before you as your bride without blemish. We want to have ears to hear. Help us to understand the importance of the thing that you put on the inside of us to do. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory, Jesus. You know, if he wasn't telling us things to come, if he wasn't warning us, we would be in the dark on that day. And in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, he said, Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And, and so then it really wouldn't be fair if he didn't tell us that that was going to happen. He said, many are going to say, but Lord, we did this in your name. We did that. I'm paraphrasing. And then in verse 23, he's going to say, I didn't know you away from me. You practice lawlessness. And really what he's saying is you who ignore me, either you know the law and you're not doing it or you hadn't taken time to go find out the law and then come in agreement with him. You know, we, we tell people, um, those of us who are Christians, that Jesus is a relationship. And lots of times we don't value that relationship enough to find out what Jesus is thinking, what's on his mind. And we can just tell the last couple of days what's on his mind is he knows many are taking light of their talent. They're burying it, and that isn't going to go well on that day because even if you're doing everything he tells you to do and you're not doing that, you're practicing lawlessness. We have to do all of his law, James 2.10. We break one law, we broke all the law. And so that's why he's telling us time after time the things that we need to do to make sure that we're doing everything he told us to do to make sure on that day he doesn't say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Because if you're not 
engaged with him. If you're not going to, if you're not getting ready to marry him, whether you call yourself a Christian or not, whether you say you're having, you're having a relationship with him or not, if you're not engaged with him, if he's not instructing you and correcting you, then on that day, you're not going to know him. You're not going to have that relationship with him. You can't know him unless you're engaged with him, unless you care about what he cares about, unless you're a part of his life. And speaking of correction, some years ago, he told me I was like a five, one, I was like one of the, I was like the five foolish virgins. In Matthew 25, it says, The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, for, thoughtless, without forethought, and five were wise and sensible, intelligent and prudent. Now, the five that were, were without forethought, they're not thinking. They're not preparing. They're not thinking about that day. Are you thinking about it? Are you preparing for your life after this? You know, many have all, all kinds of physical things happening and, and going on as to prepare for when they leave here. But they're not sure about their eternity. And Jesus today is talking to us about our eternity. For when the foolish took their lamps, they did not take any extra oil with them. But the wise took flax of oil along with them. While the bridegroom lingered and was slow in coming, they all began nodding their heads and they fell asleep. But at midnight there was a shout, Behold, the bridegroom, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and put their lamps in order. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps have gone out. But the wise replied, There will not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the dealers and buy for yourselves. But while they were away to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were prepared went with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Later the other virgins also came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door to us. But he replied, Solemnly I declare to you, I don't know you. I'm not acquainted with you. Verse 13. Watch therefore and give strict attention and be cautious and active, for you know neither the day or the hour when the Son of Man will come. So Jesus is talking about again is our talent, the thing that we were called to do. The five foolish virgins weren't ready when Jesus came. And the five wise were. They had done their assignments. They did what Jesus told them to do. And the five foolish didn't. He put me in that category one day. I was asking him, Lord, why are things not happening in my life? Things have changed. And, and my blessing isn't there. And he said, if you really want to know, you can meet me tomorrow morning at this bench. I was walking on the boardwalk. And it was an audible voice I heard. I heard him audibly. And the next morning I got there, and well, the next morning, and it was supposed to be at 6 o'clock, and I, I woke up um, suddenly, and I looked at the clock, and I remembered I had an appointment with Jesus. And I quickly got dressed, and I got there, but I was late. And I, I'm running back and forth looking for this bench that I couldn't remember which bench it was. They all looked the same. And then he spoke to me. 
And he told me to get my walking shoes, and we'd walk, and we talked. And as we started walking, he showed me I was like a five foot, one of the five foolish virgins because I didn't do what he told me to do. I wasn't caring about him. I wasn't, he, he wasn't a part of my life and where um, I was giving to him. I was expecting him to take care of me. I was expecting him to bless me. But I wasn't concerned about what he was going through and what is on his mind. And the thing he's going through is he's coming and many will perish for lack of knowledge. And so I am to give the knowledge that I know. We're called to do a part. Just as Adam named the animals, he had a part. It was for that time. And for such a time as this, he's asking us to prepare the way for him. And what we have to do is important. He went on this journey. He left us in charge. He gave us talents. He gave us instructions. And if we're ignoring him on that day, he's going to say, I didn't know you. You ignored me. Can you imagine how that will feel for Jesus to say to you, you ignored me. You knew what to do. I told you all these books to write. I'm still behind. I feel very convicted by this message all over again. We let things get in the way. We let the world's way get in the way. People's opinions, rejection, and we can't do that. We got to get away from that stuff that's pulling us back. We got to walk away from it and remember our call. Remember our assignment. Jesus said, I'm going to go. You're going to do what I was doing. We got to do what he was doing. We have to love our neighbor. If we love God, then we're going to care about what he cares about. And he cares about that person in your life next to you, that person that doesn't know. And, and you know, I always think about how um, he brought Adam, he, he watched Adam to see what he would call them and the animals and then what he called them, that's what they were. And he gives us this assignment, you know, and I think of me running back and forth on, on the boardwalk and he's watching me. He's watching us and we're not even aware of it unless he makes us aware of it. I want to tell you today to be aware he is watching what you're doing with that talent. He's watching to see if you'll do what he told you to do. I asked Jesus to correct me because I easily forget. I easily get off the path and I'm doing something that doesn't even make any sense or have any eternal value. And I don't want to hear him on that day say to me, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. Because really that's what happens. You know, if Jesus is quiet in your life, and you're thinking, why doesn't he talk to me? And it could be that you're ignoring him. It could be that you forgot what you were doing. And so what I started to say is I asked him to correct me. And that's why he corrected me on the boardwalk that day and a few other times. And it's harsh. And so you remember it. Um, I don't know if I want to say harsh, but it's strong and and it's for certain. And you know that he's grieving that you're not doing that thing because He's grieving because you're not doing that thing, because then when he comes, there will be many that will perish. He needs us. I did a message yesterday. He needs us. He needs us to do his work. He left, and he left us in charge to do his work. He gave us talents. 
And he expects us to do that. And then yesterday we talked about he's already, he told me he's already testing us. We're in a line. The sheep are the goats. Will you care about your neighbor? Will you care about that other person? Or is your life about you? And really that's what this whole thing is about. The kingdom of God, God's way of doing, is love. Is your life about yourself? Or have you laid it all down? Did you sell all your stuff and walk the walk Jesus walked? No one gives up houses, mothers, sisters, or brothers for the sake of the gospel. It will not have a hundredfold return. So as you give yourself up, you're not going without. You're going to have more than you had before. You're going to have Jesus taking care of you. He has more for you than you can ask or think. More than you can do for yourself. And so to lay it down is to your benefit. Give and it'll be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, and running over. When you give into his kingdom, you'll be provided for. You're not going to be spending your life running around trying to figure things out yourself. But you're going to be giving in the kingdom. That's how his kingdom operates. That's how life is lived in heaven. You're concerned with the other person. And when you hang out with Jesus, that's what happens. You learn his love and you're concerned with that other person. And it's not about you anymore. And it feels good. But it's so easy to get off in the wrong direction if you start thinking about yourself and worrying about things, cast your care on him. He cares for you. And then you can be on that day. You can be the one that gets to go through that door. He replied to them and declared to you, I don't know you. I'm not acquainted with you. Later, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door to us. And he replied to them, I don't know you. But the ones that were prepared went with him to the marriage feast. I was at the banquet table after this, actually, after a few warnings, and I started doing what he told me to do. I was at the banquet table to get my assignment, to have clarity in what I'm called to do. And I had my dress on. I had my dress on, and it was beautiful there. And I checked into the book of life. Revelation 3, 5, your name can be blotted out of the book of life if you don't overcome all those obstacles that are in your way. If you don't overcome the ploys of the enemy, your name can be blotted out of the book of life. Anyway, I sat at the table and that table went on forever and ever. And it was so bare. Because many were invited, but few came. You're invited. Will you come? Will you get your assignment? Will you be a five, one of the five wise virgins and be working on your stuff when he gets here? Or are you going to be caught up in the world and worrying about stuff and, and not paying attention to Jesus? Are you going to pay attention to Jesus? Or are you going to be caught up in the world? 
distracted, worrying about your life, not thinking about eternity, not thinking about what's going to happen when you leave here, but worrying about the physical realm, which is temporary. The earth is going to burn, Second Peter 3. And we're to be getting ready. We're to be without spot or wrinkle. And the way to be without spot or wrinkle, without blemish, is to be doing what Jesus told us to do. To love, to forgive, to serve, to live in his kingdom, to do life his way. So you can enter into heaven, so you can go with him when he gets here. you got to make that choice now. You don't want to find out when it's too late that you're off the path. Ask him now. Get on your knees. Say, Jesus, what am I supposed to be doing? Jesus, I want to be a part of your life. I know you have something for me to do, but I hadn't thought about it until now. I need to know what it is, and then I need your help to do it. Let that be your prayer. He said, he corrects those he loves. Ask him to correct you so you don't miss heaven. Ask him to remind you. And then he said, if you heed his voice, he's going to live on the inside of you. Make sure you're doing what he said. Make sure that every day you get up, you say to him, Jesus, is there anything you need to tell me? Do you need to correct me? Even though... It doesn't feel good. You need to get corrected before that day because that day it'll be too late. Ask him. Ask him to come live on the inside of you and be engaged with him and get ready for that marriage feast. Get ready for that day that you'll stand before him and you want him to say, well done, that good and faithful servant. You don't want him to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, you who disregard my commands, what I said. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for telling us things to come, for warning us. Thank you for helping us to be ready. Thank you for your wisdom, the knowledge that we need to know how to be ready. I thank you that you're speaking to each of us personally to tell us the things that are in between, in the way of you and us. Correct us, Lord. Teach us. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us, and we're committing to you to do your will and not our own. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. So thanks so much for listening today. And, you know, people don't realize they're not ready. So I just want to encourage you, for that reason alone, share this video. Tell the people that you know Jesus is coming and you got to be ready. Tell them they're not ready. I used to be shy about saying that, but I look around and people are just so busy. They aren't ready. We aren't ready or Jesus would already be here. 
He's waiting. He's long-suffering. He's waiting for us to prepare to stand before him that day. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.